Hello, everyone. This is the Loveworks Business Boot Up Podcast. I'm Sam, joined by my lovely co-host, Kaylee. It is so great to be here today. Hi, Sam. Each week, we will come to you live from Loveworks Campus, where you will hear interviews from our youngest and experienced entrepreneurs who will inspire, educate, and give you an action step to help your leadership and business. The Business Boot Up partners with the Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community. And Business Boot Up is powered by First United Bank. First United Bank is not your typical bank whose purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. Thank you, Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping to see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. Now, let's get into our interview. Today, we're inter- we're joined by Dreamer and Doer, Mike Crandall. Mike Crandall is a consultant, coach, trainer, speaker, and author focused on the subconscious psychology of human interaction and motivation. He is brought in by business owners and executives to work on the behaviors, attitudes, techniques, and guts needed to be more successful in business improvement, sales, revenue, growth, and employee development. His firm specializes in helping identify the blind spots and obstacles that are holding you back and then implementing systems, behaviors, and guts to become more successful. Clients ultimately develop new habits that lead to proactive growth professionally and personally. He is based in Oklahoma City, UK, and serves visionary clients all across the United States. He is the author of the best-selling book, Motivational Management, The Sandler Way, referred to as the how-to guide for truly understanding the things in the subconscious that drive thoughts and actions. Hello, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are very welcome. I'm excited to be here. So for first question, since this is Loveworks and this is the Dreamers and Doers podcast, we'd like to know, do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer or a doer? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I would say that there's a little bit of both in me. There's times that I find myself dreaming, but I also know that you definitely have to do things, and owning and running my own business, I found that you need a balance of both. So sometimes I have to fight it, because I'd say if I have to pick one, I'm a little more of a dreamer, but somebody's got to get things done. Got it. What was life for, like for you growing up? Was your uh, first dream job anything like what you do today? No, I I love that question. And so I grew up, my dad was in the military. So I lived a lot of different places moving around. And uh, the first thing that I wanted to be that I can remember is I wanted to be a fighter pilot. (laughs) Unfortunately, I have bad eyes and you need perfect, uncorrected vision to fly fighter planes. So uh, I had to change. And so growing up, uh, I had to be the person that adapted a lot because although I moved around, it was typically not near military bases where other people moved a lot. So there was a lot of times that I would change schools and I might be the only new kid throughout the year. Um, And so that helped me an awful lot become what I am today because I had to learn to adapt to lots of different people. The high school I graduated from was the 10th different school that I went to. And so you can imagine I learned a lot of things about people and adapting to new environments, new situations, and connecting with all sorts of different people. I know it's in your bio that you have a book. So I'm wondering, what was that journey to write this book? Yeah, so fortunately, I was able to work with somebody to help me put the words on paper. Um, So for me, I never struggle with the ideas, but I'm not naturally a very good or comfortable writer. So when I was tasked to write the book, 
And the first thing that went through my mind is I can stare at a keyboard and a screen forever and nothing comes out. But if somebody hands me a microphone, all sorts of things come out. So for me, becoming the author of the book was actually speaking a lot of it and then using a ghostwriter to take my spoken words and put them into written words because they don't always translate perfectly the way that we read stuff. Yes, um, I love writing myself and I still get a lot of block on what to write and I'm very professionistic, so I'll write something and then I'll rewrite it like a hundred times. <laughs> um, I totally understand. So. so a lot of our listeners are students who are either just starting their business or have an idea for one. Um, what do you feel are important things to know when starting something new? Uh, well, so I'm going to, when you say starting something new, I'm specifically going to talk about a business. And one of the things that we find, especially in my firm where we, you know, do coaching and consulting and training lots of times with entrepreneurs and business owners, is that one of the greatest mistakes that people make is they don't think about how do I actually turn this into something I can sell? Coming up with an idea for a business isn't always the hard part. It's turning it into something that actually becomes a business. So there's nothing wrong with having things that you make or you create or whatever, but if those actually don't turn into money, by definitions, that's not a business. So I've long worked with people and a business that doesn't make money, by definition, is really a hobby. There's nothing wrong with having a hobby, but if I want it to be a business, I have to figure out how do I actually sell this, whether it's a product or a service. And I see a lot of people don't think about that aspect. They think about, hey, this would be really cool, and it probably would, but is it something that I could sell and that people would buy? So I know you're a consultant. So what has been one of your greatest challenges with consulting with other businesses, and how exactly did you overcome this? Yeah, so Sam, that's a great question. And one of the things that I find is that the terms consultant and coach mean different things to different people. There's some people that place a high value on that because maybe they've had really good experience. And there's other people that kind of push that down because maybe they've had bad experience. So one of the biggest challenges that I've had to you know, work on, and it's something that doesn't necessarily go away, is visiting with people to help them figure out, can they place value on somebody's outside voice of reason? Because consulting and coaching is really about being an outside voice of reason, helping people see things that they might not be able to see themselves, helping people maybe think about things that they might not think about. So, and it's a perpetual challenge because not everybody naturally thinks that they need those things. What is one life lesson you or someone had shared with you in middle or high school? Learn how to sell. Um, you know, there's a phrase that's been around for, I think, longer than I've been alive. Nothing happens until somebody sells something. And I spent most of my years through middle school, high school, and even college figuring out how do I get a profession where I don't have to sell anything? And then I got out of college and I ended up having to sell things. And I wish that I would have learned that and become comfortable with it sooner in life. Um, <clears throat> you say that selling is very important. So do you have any personal experience with that? Yeah, uh, so I, 
I like to say that I accidentally ended up in sales. So I put myself through college working for a food service distribution company. And I started off in the warehouse picking orders and then I ended up uh, driving a truck and delivering food for a while. And then when I graduated from college, because I had several years of experience in that, I was immediately recruited into that industry. And I worked for a company that needed somebody to go make some sales calls and I think I may have been volunteered when I was out of the room getting something. And I ended up learning that I actually enjoyed that because really selling is about building a little bit of a connection with the other person, not necessarily a relationship because they might not want a relationship, and then figuring out do they have a problem that I can help solve. And figuring out how to do that in a conversational way has been huge. And so ever since I got out of college, every job I've had has been tied to selling something, whether that was products when I worked for other people or 13 and a half years ago when I started this business selling the services that we offer. So for a last question, do you have any tip or trick that you want to share with listeners who want to start their own business? Yeah, I think that learning how to communicate and learning how to sell. Um, one of the things that I find most people avoid is really thinking about that aspect. I meet with entrepreneurs all the time that have great ideas. And then I ask them, I say, well, that's great. And it might be a great op product or service, but who's going to sell it? And they say, well, I want to hire somebody to sell it. I've been doing this for a long time, and very seldom will you ever find anybody that can sell your product or service as well and as passionately as the founder of the organization. It doesn't mean that you can't do that and you can't outsource it, but to really start a business, you've got to learn that. So the tip I would tell people is dive into podcasts, dive into webinars, dive into books that help you learn how to connect with people and uncover needs and then fill those needs. Mike, thank you for your time. I know that we and those who listened will be better for it. Uh, where can we find information about you and your business? Yeah, so again, my name is Mike Crandall. Uh, my business is Sandler based here in Oklahoma City. Uh, the best places to find us are our website, uh, which is customgrowth.sandler.com. Uh, if you want to get more information on me, you can find me on all the main social media platforms. Uh, if you Google search and look me up on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you can find me right at Mike Crandall. Wasn't that an awesome interview? What was something that stuck out to you? Yeah, um, what stuck out to me was his um, emphasis on selling and how important it is to like, have the skills to sell to people. So what stuck out to me was his ability to adapt at such a young age. I know that it takes a while to learn how to adapt to situations and how to really fit you in and make, well, better of it, basically. And that was something I found interesting. Um, we will be right back with our student business owner. Stay tuned. Maya Tomakara is a proud owner of Shining Star Jewelry. Jewelry making is one of her passions, and she wanted to share that passion with others, so she created a small business. She sells a variety of summer-themed jewelry that can that you can shop at Shop Shining Stars on Etsy. Hello, Maya. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. We're excited to learn more about you and your story. What is Shining Star Jewelry and what do you do? So Shining Star Jewelry is a like summer-themed jewelry business and 
I had actually created it because so when I was younger, I loved doing jewelry making and I always had wanted to create a jewelry business, but um, I didn't end up following through with that, but um, I ended up like rediscovering my passion for it and I ended up starting one when I was 15. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. When did you really become serious about your business starting? So I became serious when... Um, I believe it was like May 2021, and I was, you know, rediscovering my passion for jewelry, and I really enjoyed doing it. I was like, I should make a business out of this, and I became serious. I started doing my research about it, and I was, um, I researched for about six months before I started it, like about like, you know, marketing and, you know, that sort of stuff, and that really benefited me since I had a better idea of like how I would, you know, market my business yeah. and social media has really helped with that. Yeah. So today we're hoping our youngest entrepreneurs are out there out there can learn from you about some of the work involved in starting a business. What was one of your challenges and how did you overcome it? So, um one of my challenges was really getting my business out there. I had a lot of like trouble with that because so I started promoting through Instagram and it took a while to really like get my business discovered and I just had to like be consistent at it, but that was also really difficult for me since I had a lot going on and I was just having to work on like you know, managing my time to where I could be consistent with my business. And as I continued to promote it on Instagram, it kept growing. And it really took a while to, like, get it out there. And I, you know, I mean, I still have challenges sometimes. Like, there will be times where maybe I'm not motivated or, you know, I'm having um, slow growth, like, on social media and basically I just have to kind of like push through it mm -hmm. and remember like why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, so what is one of the biggest things you have learned about starting a business and selling your products? So one of the biggest things is definitely to not let other people like stop you from doing what you love because at first I was kind of worried like what are other people going to think of me? Like, you know, what are people from school going to think? Like, because you know, people have all sorts of different opinions. Like, you know, some people think I'm too young to run a business. Some people think that, like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get anywhere with it. And some people think I'm just, you know, it's a waste of my time. But um, I just don't let those people stop me because, I mean, you know, like, I feel like their opinion isn't really, like, relevant to that. And I just, you know, I just feel like, if you let people stop you from doing what you love, then that's, like, that's, you know, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. And I feel like it's just really good to just think of, like, what you want to do. And instead of just, you know, basing it off of, like, oh, well, this person said that, you know, like, because if I let other people stop me, then I would have quit my business months ago. So, because, I mean, people have all sorts of opinions. There's a lot of amazing, supportive people, and those are the sorts of people that you should focus on. Like, you know, I mean, there are, like, some really great people who have just, you know, they're amazing. But then there are a few people who, you know, aren't supportive, and I just kind of have to not take it personally and keep going. Yeah. A uh, following question up with that is, like, what, <coughs> what was your, like, 
What's your favorite piece of jewelry that you've made so far? Okay, this is a tough question. <laughs> uh, so I would say probably, okay, I really like this beach ball bracelet. Oh, that is cute. And I also really like this little um, ocean water bracelet that I made. I don't have it on right now. I couldn't find it today, but that's one of my favorites. And then, um, let's see. I also like the white star earrings. I wear those quite a bit. And, oh, pearl necklace. Love that (laughs) one. I'm going to start selling it soon. And I love that one. Yeah. I love pearls. For our last question, what has been one of your favorite parts of starting your own business? Um, I would say, okay. I'm trying to narrow this down to a few things. Um, so first, I really love being able to do what I love and to share it with other people. Like, I love being able to, you know, make jewelry and, be, you know, just sharing it with other people makes me really happy. And I just love sharing my passion. Yeah. It's it's great. And then I also really love all the supportive people who just always will motivate me. Like, maybe if I'm, you know, in a bit of a slump, like, I'll get a sweet message and then— I just, it makes my day. And then also that feeling when you get an order is the most amazing feeling ever. I love it. Like, I'm always so happy. Like, I remember I got my first Etsy sale and I literally ran downstairs and was screaming and it was like 12 a.m. And my brother came downstairs and was like, what are you doing? Like, it's 12 in the morning. And so I I just always feel like really excited about that. It's amazing. <laughs> and I also really liked getting to sell the um early event with Loveworks. That was great. Um that was amazing to be able like, you know, to um interact with the customers and I just I loved getting to like see that. Oh, and then there's also this little girl who <laughs> bought my jewelry once at an event and she was wearing it and she loved it and it was like it was so sweet. I still remember that. That was also one of, like, my favorite parts. <laughs> yeah. um, so, wasn't that an awesome interview? That was, what was something that stuck out to you that our audience can do now? Um, definitely, like, that she lo- loves sharing her passion. Be- and you can definitely tell she's very passionate about her business, and she loves she loves be- doing her business. And, I mean, that's a big part in owning business. You have to love what you're doing or else it won't exactly. really, it w- won't go far. Next week, we will be back to with two new business owners that will hopefully inspire, educate, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. Also, remember to find us on our new profile, the Biz Buddha podcast on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. We want to send out a bit another huge thank you, thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank and Lover's Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And remember, real leaders don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>